This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by Bosbole.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9. Good morning. I'm Roshan Kanesan and you're now listening to Open for Business. Sedania so Innovator started out as i.tv back in 2004. Back then, the focus was to develop media content, which was in line with the founder's experience. But instead, they ventured into telco tech, allowing mobile subscribers to request and transfer credits to other prepaid subscribers. What a time that was. Uh, since then, the company has changed its name to Sedania Innovator. This was in 2013 in a restructuring and has expanded into into fintech, health tech and green tech through its subsidiaries such as Sadania Technologies, Sadania Asalam Capital and Offspring Inc. With healthcare, rep- healthcare representing around 80% or just under 80% of revenue last year, with fintech coming in at about 15% of revenue in 2022. Today on Open for Business, I'm speaking with Dr. Azri Mohamed No, founder and managing director of Sadania Innovator, about Sadania Innovator's journey, its current focuses and its key priorities ahead. Uh, Welcome to the show. Thank you, Roshan. Thank How are you feeling me. this morning? Great. Uh, traffic not so bad, so that's a good sign. Smooth sailing so far. All right. Yes. So uh, let's talk about the journey. Uh, not, ju- the, not the journey to the studio, but the journey over the last <laughs> almost 20 years now. Um, you started TV back in 2004 uh, on the back of your time in media and entertainment yes. uh, before that. Uh, it started off supposedly with media content development, but a big part of that seemed to have become telco tech, right? That airtime uh, sharing that I was talking about. Give us a sense of the story behind the starting of i.tv and, you know, the telco tech, uh, rise of telco tech at that point. So, so you're right. I, I, I came from the media <clears throat> industry. I came from Astro Pioneer in 1995. So I was sent all over the world during that period where there is what we call transfer of skill and expertise. So I went to all the studios, learned from all the best producers, even worked on a movie called Independence Day. This is long, long time ago. So when I left, um, I saw the landscape um, uh, migrating from the large screen to the smaller screen. And that's when the telco came in. I I wouldn't call it telco tech at that point in time. It was a lot more of how consumers consume content, not just from a large screen or Mm. a medium screen at home, but also on how they consume content via their mobile. Uh, And that's how we started. um, So uh, fair to say in 2004, thereabouts, we launched the first peer-to-peer service. Mm. What is known as peer-to-peer service today, we started it first in 2004. And the commodity then was airtime and we evolved and then included where we could also uh, provide peer-to-peer on uh, data, peer-to-peer on um, validity period and whatnot. So, so yeah, I'd like to think that we we were were the father of uh, peer-to-peer copper. And when you say... uh uh, at time, we were talking about the credits, right? Basically yes, sharing yes, between yes, yes, my yes, hotlink yes, number and yes. another hotlink number. Yes, yes. So, so today you're living in a world where it's so... This isn't such pervasive. a concern anymore. <laughs> yes, right. But back then, if you were a student in UUM Sinto, very remote, and you had a girlfriend in KL who wanted to call you, but you couldn't call back, that relationship would probably have broken down. Because... Yeah. Uh, and, you know, getting reload isn't as easy as going isn't. on an e-wallet and, you know, paying back for then, it. Back you then. go find a store, get a exactly. pack, scratch it off, exactly. write the number in. Um, so thank <laughs> yeah. you for making that a little easier. Welcome. Uh, so almost 10 years into that journey of yours, um, there was a restructuring, right? So you went from i.tv uh, to Sedania Innovator. That was when it was found, investment holding company, restructured all these other subsidiaries under there uh, and became the main face of the venture going forward. 
give us what was behind the restructuring in 2013 and the, essentially the name re- and the name change. Well, the, the idea was simple. I mean, I've always had a company called Sedania, um, actually, because my first born is named Dania and serving one. So mm-hmm. Sedan, therefore it's Dania. Um, so when I when I wanted to you know, find find my soul searching, I said, what, what do I really want to do? Uh, well, I want to try and help as many people as I can while I'm living. And you need to find a way how to innovate services, product. Um, to make great product, you have to find a way how to innovate. And therefore, the name Sedania Innovator was born. And that's basically the simplest story, actually. Yeah, because, you know, when I look at some of the businesses you've gone through or you have in your roster right now, the common denominator doesn't seem to be the industry uh, itself. Uh, it's about all, it seems to be more about what you can grow further yeah. with your own skill set. But we'll dive into that in a little bit. So Telco Tech or uh, a Telco P2P sharing, uh, as you called it, um, was where the company really took off in the early days. Today, that's Telco Tech as a general is about 5% of revenue based on last year's annual report with sustainable healthcare business under Offspring being uh, that, that premium organic baby brand being one of the biggest drivers for you right now. A lot of growth coming through there. Um, Maybe take us through some of the high, the milestones of how this business, this venture of yours has evolved over the last 20 years. Yes, we have i.tv starting, we have the restructuring uh, of uh, Sedania Innovator in 2013 and the acquisition of Offspring of the 51% stake in 2020. This, what, is there anything else in here that you'd like to highlight along the way? Oh, well, well let's, let's make it very clear. So when we first started, yes, it was called Telcotech and I obviously had a company called uh, Sedaya Salam, who does fintech, uh, we provide a platform that 95 FSI in this country uses. But then I realized that it, it wasn't so much about the telco or the banks that were disrupting. It's a, as so much as providing a service that the consumer today is different from the consumer yesterday. Mm-hmm. So we're a lot more aligned to being, if ever there was a tech attached to it, probably a more consumer tech. So some time back, I merged our telco tech and fintech business together because the, the offering is simple. What is the kind of services that you can attach to the wallet share that I want off a consumer? Yeah. And that's, that's what we've done recently, right? Uh, and then with regards to offspring, it's, it's a simple mathematics, actually. Uh, I've, we started our sustainable journey as a business as early as 2016. This was when... Yes, UNSDG was around, but ESG wasn't. Mm. Today, the buzzword is sustainable, is ESG. I, I sometimes think a lot of greenwashing is done. Not many people <laughs> understand fully what it means. Well, we started in 2016 because I, I'm a believer. I'm a, I run my businesses based on the faith system, right? So you can't hurt people, you can't hurt Mother Earth while you're building. That, that's, an, that's contradictory in nature. That, that, that can't happen. So when we, when we started this as a journey, I started asking, well, what's sustainable? Mm. People will always give birth. Yeah. <laughs> With death rate, you will have birth rate. Correct. So that's, it can't be any more sustainable unless we get to World War Three, and all of us will have to go to Mars to try and uh, maintain our species. But other than that, uh, you know, people will always uh, give birth. COVID recently was a, 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 a booster year because birth rate went up yeah. and, and my business blossomed because of that, you know. So today in Malaysia alone, we have uh, a birth rate of about 500,000 babies born every year. Mm. In Indonesia, 15,800 babies are born every day. The world gives birth to about 140 million babies a year, 
right? So that's yeah. that's an interesting fact, right? Yeah. Here's another interesting fact. You may not know this because I don't know whether you have a baby or not, Rishan. <laughs> Babies change diapers four to ten times a day. Uh, I had a younger brother who was nine years younger than me, so I'm aware of this fact. Four to ten times a day? Yeah, it was. Every day, <laughs> at least for three years, yeah. if not for five years for some. Mm. And every time they change a the diaper, they'll have to use at least seven of my SKUs. Every day. There isn't yeah. a super FMCG than us. So you see yourself as more of a, I mean, the underlying theme here is consumer brand. The underlying theme here is sustainability. It's ultimately, no, no, oh, sustainability. Because today, I think why we are where we are is because some of these industries have been around for more than 100 years. Mm-hmm. They're too large. They're not nimble enough. So when people say, hey, why are you putting nasties and you know uh, chemicals that hurts our babies? They don't really care. Mm. Or, really, or rather, they do want to care or show that they want to care. Incentivize differently, maybe. Uh, yeah. So we came in and said, no, you know what? We're going to, because we work from ground zero, mm. let's start fresh. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure that pure baby that comes out of a mother's womb is as pure and as long as you can keep it to be. <laughs> so let's make, so all of our product, we have 170 SKUs on offspring. Uh, let's make great products that doesn't hurt either the baby, the mom, the family, or Mother Earth, and ensure that that is the the strand or the DNA of, of, of our company. And, and that's why today we're in 26 countries. In Malaysia alone, we're in 500 stores. Last week, we launched in Indonesia, and which was super, super duper welcomed by, by the Indonesian moms there. Uh, so yeah, things are going great for Offspring. You know, while we're talking about Offspring, um, it's done really well for your business, as I mentioned, and it's still growing. But it's quite different from the other aspects of your business from before this, right? Which was a lot more B2B in nature, or maybe even on the telco side of things. Um, what what led to this this 51% stake in Offspring? No, the drive is, so you put it P2P. That's how we started. Yeah. But in 2016, I made a, a conscious decision that we're going to be sustainable. Okay. And that's why we our first 2016, we did um, our first EPC contract with Maybank. So we helped... Uh, Maybank in their sustainable journey by making sure your consumption of electricity was uh, was uh, sustainable before you move on to RE, before you move on to REC. And that's seven years ago, you know. So Offspring is quite natural because all of the products are organic. It's it's premium. It's, it's eco-friendly. Um, it's sustainable. Uh, there are carbon credits attached to it when, when, when we distribute it. And, and we see most of the businesses that we get involved in from then on are all sustainable. For mm. example, you may have read in the papers that we did an M&A on a company called Wasia Shop. Yeah, right? 20% stake, correct? That's right. And that's the reason I, I wanted to buy a lot more. But <laughs> uh, Trust Act uh, limits that mm. you can only hold up to 20% of a trust company. Um, but that's beside the point. The point is that that is the largest Hiba company in the country when we got it. Today, we're re-engineering it so that it becomes a sustainable estate management. Today, the problem is there are 99.8% of Muslim families, when a man dies, he didn't properly plan uh, for his estate management post-death. And that's why families and moms, surviving wives are struggling to even send kids to school, food on the table, roof on their heads. Uh, And that's what we're hoping to try and, and fix, hopefully. Yeah. 
Dato', don't go anywhere. We've got to go into a few messages and we've got more to get into in the few minutes. Folks, I've been speaking with Dato' Azri Mohammad. No, he's the founder and managing director of Sadania Innovator. I'm Roshan Kainasin. We'll be back in just a bit with more on Open for Business here on BFM 89.9. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBolet.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Begin Free Malaysia. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by BossBolet.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Hey folks, good morning. Welcome back to Open for Business. I'm Roshan Kainasan and this morning I've been speaking with Dr. Azri Mohammad No, founder and managing director of Sedania Innovator. Um, Tato, in last year's annual report, sustainable healthcare, fintech and sustainable energy, as well as telco tech, uh, were listed as growth engines for your group. Uh, most of these divisions have their own leads or their own CEOs. Uh, but as the founder and MD, how involved are you, You know, almost 20 years in this business, how involved are you in the day-to-day and growing these businesses? What do you see as your role today? Well, I'm a lot more of the visionary, the direction, the strategy, but I'm also a firm believer of you must always trust the people that you bring in, mm. right? You must empower them, but make sure that they see, you know, you. I always imagine I have like a helmet that has the ability to see for a, a thousand kilometers. They probably have a helmet that can see a hundred kilometers. So you must share with them what is the 900 kilometers ahead that they, their helmet doesn't see. Uh, but then you must allow them to find the shortest route or the most cost-efficient way because methodology varies from one individual to another. Mm. But the fact that you brought them in means that you must trust and empower them to do that. So to answer your short question is, I I micromanage, I really hate to micromanage them. I always trust in, in, in empowering them to, to, to do what they're good at. You know? So you're a little bit of an organizing force with a longer term view of where it needs to go, but yes. they have the shorter term, like, okay, yes, it's important to see a thousand miles from now, but we also need to see where the pitfalls are exactly. within the hundred mile radius exactly. so that we keep going. Um, wh- what do you see as your main skill set when, you know, because from the outside in, it seems like you take a venture and you grow it, right? You, are, you seem to be a business driver, a bit of a brand builder as well. Uh, do you concur with that or do you see your skill set lying somewhere else? No, no, no. That, that's where I am, I, but probably a little bit more because I understand. Remember, I, I came from media. So yeah. I, I have the media. I understand consumer behavior and evolution of it. I, I understand digital disruption. I think that a mix of comprehension comes to me fairly easy. Mm. Uh, and I, I also understand what's to come in the future. Uh, coming back. So that's why I think a lot of stuff that we do are prop. Sometimes our pitfalls are ahead of time. Sometimes, uh, right? Uh, any examples of that? That you many, felt like maybe you were. <laughs> many, but uh, we'll save that for another show. Uh, today, I, I actually was hoping that we could talk about offspring. I could mm. talk about Hiba, the business, and probably a little bit about the, uh, the MA that we're going through, which I can't go into detail, but I'd love to for people to understand. The, the agenda of it or the objective of it, you know? I mean, on that note then, you know, given your recent stake, that 280% to Wasia shop and the 51%, 51% stake acquisition in Offspring back in 2020, give us a bit of insight into how you decide when you want to start looking into a new business venture, right? So it's we've got a little bit of all that in this one question here. When does Sedania look to make an investment in another entity and bring them into the fold? So first, uh, let me... St- 
So I'm a kind of guy who, when you read a book or a newspaper, I start from the back page. I don't start from the first page. <laughs> one of those rare ones. Spoiler alert, that's right. I, I, I am, yeah, I am, I am. So um, I've always wanted to build a billion dollar company, hopefully, mm. during my dad's lifetime, hopefully, he's still alive. Um, so how do you build a billion dollar company? Either you have uh, 10 companies doing 100 million a year or 20 companies doing 50 million a year or one company doing a billion a year. So one is no better than the other. So today I've already decided that uh, we could try and have a company that does 50 to 100 million and maybe have 10 to 20 of them, we'll get to a billion. Uh, so I, so when we work backwards, that you know to get to a billion, you must know first how to build a 500 million. Before 500 million, you need to know how to build a 100 million. And before you build 100 million, you need to know how to build a 50 million. So today we're a 50 million company. I think we'll, we'll, we'll cross 100 million fairly soon enough. Uh, but the building blocks needs to be built and sure that, that it's not just a flash in the pan. It needs mm. to be sustainable, right? Yeah. So when you're talking about 50 or 100 million a year, it must be 50 or 100 million a year at least every year, sustainable. Yeah. And that's what Offspring is to, to us. Offspring, I think the fact that we're in 26 countries, mums will always give birth. You need to find the talent and the distribution channel to support that. So today we're starting to build in bring in a lot more of MNC, FMCG talents into the group, a mm. lot more digital e-coms boys in the group. Uh, and that really, really helps uh, in terms of how we penetrate every country because they're all very unique in, in behaviours of a mum towards the baby. Uh, but what's brilliant is that the common denominator is the love. There is no greater love than a love of a mum to a baby. I, 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 except for a, a creator to a creator, mm. there is a, a greater love from a mom to a baby. Mm. So the mom will eat cut perot, <laughs> will do anything to give the best for the baby. And and if that is the aspiration of a mom, we tell them we're the best. Mm. Where do you see the potential of offspring from a contribution to a business? I mean, as a contribution to your business, because you have this aspiration to be a billion dollar company. Um, how much is offspring going to factor into this? So as opposed to percentage? As opposed I'd, to percentage. As yeah. opposed to percentage, I'd rather see like, I think... Offspring is easily a two, three hundred million a year business. The Hibah business equally also another two, three hundred million business a year. Uh, the the other M and A that we're we're gonna hopefully close soon uh, is another three, four hundred million a year type of business. So I think this is so our sustainable energy probably uh, a fifty million a year mm. or two hundred million depending on what kind of uh, balance sheet asset that we're, our appetite allows. Uh, but I think collectively. Uh, these are the building blocks of how to get to that billion a year business, right? So Offspring, uh, fast-growing, premium organic baby brand, 170 SQs, 25 countries, um, saw 70% on-year growth in the first half of this year from the first half of last year. So you're seeing that trajectory over there. Um, but you've got other businesses as well. So uh, you got acquired that 20% stake in Wasia. You've also got the Sardania Asalam FinTech. Um where do you see, and you, you, your Hiba business is something that you are yes, bullish about. Very yeah, excited. Yeah, you're excited about excited, this as well. Super excited. Where do you see, how do you see this aligning with the overall strategy for Sedania? And where do you see the potential? Okay, so first, let's, let's put it out there. Hmm. Last year, we did 1.5 million PAT. Yeah. First quarter, we already announced more than that, 1.6 million PAT. Segmental or for the group? No, 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 for the group. For the group. We announced Q1, 1.6 million PAT. We announced Q2, 1.6 million PAT. Hmm. So two successive quarters exceeding last year's annual numbers, right? And I think 
that speaks or augurs well towards uh, the building blocks that we have been building for the past few years. Uh, so and to answer your, your straight question, uh, I think while offspring will and continue to grow and scale, and that's what we're doing today, um, Hiba is the exciting part because, you see, today I have, um, like I said, I had an acidic platform, 95 FSI is already using it, right? Yeah. Hiba today, um, Wasia Shop is doing it from a retail perspective. Uh, great. For the last 20 years, I think they've fixed some of the problem. I think they're doing 20, close to 30 million a year type of business. So, uh, so first off, we said, let's digitize the service. Second off, let's do a B2B service. So Wasia Shop has granted exclusivity to my Asidik to handle all B2B business. The idea is how to translate my 95 FSI mm. to provide that as a service to their consumers. So as an example, um, you come to the bank, borrow money, bank says take MRTA mm. um, so that you can, the, the insurance will pay it when you die. So protect the bank. Protect the bank, yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but now banks say, all right, you know, to protect you, when you die, take my hibah so that when you die, it goes to your wife or to your children to make sure that your wife and children is sustainably protected. That is a separate product to the MRTA or is it one consolidated separate product? Separate product. Mm. Yeah. So, so that's the one that, that we'll, we'll be providing via, uh, via Sadana Salam. So it'll take care of your family uh, should anything exactly. happen while the bank gets taken care of by the MRTA. Exactly, exactly. And that's today... Roshan, is, there's only 0.2% penetration. Mm. There's a 99.8% headroom for many reasons why they're not on board, you know. So. so that's why plugging into that B2B infrastructure is why you're a bit more bullish on that. I think the, the potential bullish, there. Yeah. Um, you teased us a little earlier with the <laughs> M&A. Um, yes, what yes, can yes. you tell us about that? Well, I mean, you, you, you think it's going to be 300 million of your business uh, as a, your journey to 1 billion. So what can you tell us about it? I know there are obviously limitations to that. Um, well, number one, um, obviously, if I already have a great brand that sits very well in the minds of a mom mm. and therefore the minds of a dad, uh, I need to ensure that uh, we call it LTV, lifetime value of that consumer is sustained for as long as we can. Mm -hmm. What does it take? Number one, you must have product-making capability, a manufacturing capability, a design-crafting capability to ensure that every pain point and every demand of a mom or a dad is or could be satisfied. And that's what we're, we're, we're getting in. And, and that company can't just be product-making or crafting, designing, manufacturing capability. It must already be running at a sizable business mm. and already in Malaysia and outside and yeah, maybe become an OEM for some of the larger brands in the world. And I think that's, that augurs very well for, for us as a group because it is very complementary. It, it helps us in the product-making of the brands that we're, we're tending to to the consumers. Um, I think... More importantly, I think the it gels with the direction that we want to get to, you know, to ensure that everything is sustainable, it's organic, it's eco-friendly, that, that we're true to our, our DNA, you know. Dada, with the minute we have left okay. uh, in this uh, conversation, <laughs> Time flies. you've been doing this for now 20 years, almost 20 years, yes. this venture. Um, started off in media content, moved into telco, and now you're looking at very consumer business, fintech business, as well as the Hiba business. Um, give us a sense of where you see Sedania Innovator in five years' time. So it's not too long to the future, yep, but yep, not yep, too yep, soon yep, as yep, well. Yep. Well, no, knock on wood, I hope we'll get to that billion-dollar aspiration soon enough. 
I, I you know, we're, we're fairly confident we'll get there. Um, but uh, just to, just to sign off, uh, you know, I always tell people, you know, whenever you build businesses, it cannot be for pecuniary reasons only. Uh, it must be for a much much deeper reason. And and I think why myself and the, the team we have at Sedania is so strong-headed to get to where we want to go is because you know we believe in this mantra that you know the best amongst you is one who benefits others. So you try and benefit as many people as you can while you're still living, and it doesn't hurt that you make money as you go along with it as well you know so uh, it's a great byproduct Dato thank you so much for your time today thank you for having me folks I was speaking with Dato Azri Mohammad No, he's the founder and managing director of Sadania Innovator uh, I'm Roshan Kanesan this has been open for business we're going into the 10.30am news bulletin right now so keep it here to BFM 89.9 are you open for business register your company with bossbelay.com Malaysia's first online company secretary You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.